Welcome to the CP Media Platform and welcome back to another Wednesday Night Live brought to you uh, by the fabulous Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist. And uh, as always, it's an absolute privilege to have here in the studio with me our team captain, Richard Greer. Welcome, Rich. Yeah, welcome. Thanks, Angus. And it's a privilege to, to be sitting next to you, Angus, pushing the buttons and uh, and having some good chat. Yeah, yeah. I'm always in for some good chat. You know that. Yep, absolutely. We've got a, uh, uh, another awesome show. We bring these together. Um, uh, I guess that's just a, uh, based on all the different people we get to work with and, and share our stories with and things. So um, yeah, really looking forward to tonight. And, and pretty stoked that actually so far, how many episodes in are we? I don't even know what our total is actually. Uh, but nobody's, nobody said no to us yet, Richard. <laughs> uh, I haven't said no to you. Maybe they've said no to me. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good. no, right? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk to. We're going to finish off with Andy Good, uh, who's uh, new onto our coaching team and uh, a top level runner, specifically about some speed sessions for an endurance runner. So that'll be good. Hear what he has to say. We're going to talk to Shane Simmons, who's um, been a key member of our team for a number of years now, and always. Uh, the first to put up his hand for an adventure. So talk about where he's come from, what he's been up to, and talk about his uh, pretty out there weekend. And, always, and, gonna... and always, uh, always likes to be on the front of the bunch as well. Let's not forget does, he's, does, he's uh, always really loved to be setting the, setting the tempo up front. You've got to be careful if he takes off because you might not catch him again. So, yep, absolutely. Looking out for Shane. And then um, we're going to kick off uh, pretty much now, aren't we? Let's get into it. So Rachel um, Grunwell we're going to talk to. Rachel Grunwell is a award-winning journalist. Um, she is, is also, over the last couple of years, written a wellness book uh, called Balance, Food, Health and Happiness. So we're going to have a wee bit of a chat about that. She's an athlete. She's a qualified coach. She's a, a yoga instructor, a meditation teacher. Effectively, as she says, she's a wellness geek. She's um, She has a lot to do with the Rotorua Marathon. She's run four times and completed 25 marathons at the last count, including mm. guiding lots of disabled athletes for the Achilles Foundation as well. Run all over the world, run the Chicago Marathon, New York Marathon. Um, and also, uh, a couple of years back, I coached her when she did the race as well. So we're going to have a wee bit of a chat about that, which I think may have been a little bit out of her comfort zone. And i just got to say, you know, I just met Rachel for the first time, you know, back in our green room out the back there before yep. the show. Um, and, wow, what an absolutely stunningly positive person that Rachel is. And so I guess without further ado, uh, to everybody out there, enjoy uh, our little chat with Rachel. Good job. Hi, guys. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Yeah, good, good. <laughs> no, no, face, no face mask tonight? Uh, no, it's safe from, yeah, level three in Auckland. <laughs> behind, behind the walls in my living room. <laughs> Welcome to my living room. <laughs> yeah, well, stuff. thank you for having us. Yeah, <laughs> you've got uh, three young boys as well, haven't you, Rachel? How's the family been coping with level three? Yeah, it's pretty full on actually. Uh, my oldest is fifteen, and he's he's doing fine. They just, you know, he just locks the door and disappears. But yeah, it's a bit of a juggle. Hey, yeah. So I really feel for people juggling the the work, fitness. You know, I'm working out in my in this lounge office slash area while the kids are trying to do homework and <laughs> yeah, a bit of a juggle. But you know, we're all used to that, right? Yeah, good stuff. No, it sounds like you're going well and, and making making the best of it, which is the key thing. And um and, and that's a big part of what your book was about when you're writing that, I guess, is making the best of it, eh? 
Yeah, it's about, uh, it's called Balance, Food, Health and Happiness. Uh, features 30 global experts on how to be healthier and happier. It's all science-backed knowledge, so nothing woo-woo, because -woo, uh, I am a yoga teacher. Some people are <laughs> a little bit freaked out by their meditation and yoga stuff. But, yeah, this is like there's neuroscientists in there, psychologists, professors, doctors, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, uh, people who work, people who are pretty famous, uh, one of the top happiness researchers in the world. Um, yeah. Someone who uh, studies happiness, like the elements that uh, fuel happiness, that are research-backed, that work. Right. Yeah, he's cool. fascinating. Mm, nice. Rachel, tell us a bit of background. How did you, where did you start this? Because it wasn't all about being happy, was it? It wasn't all about being wellness for you. Um, how did you get into explore this wellness space? Tell us a bit of background. So in a previous life, I was an award-winning journalist and I used to give politicians a bit of a hard time. I covered high court murder trials. I was either writing stories for the front page for the Herald or the Sunday Star Times. And this went for you know a couple of decades. I really loved that career. Uh, by absolute accident, uh, I fell into this wellness, fitness, health, lifestyle space. I was offered a weekly column writing for the Herald on Sunday uh, about different fitness ideas. And yes, yeah, so I fell into it by accident. Honestly, if they had offered the wine column to me at the time, I would have leapt at that with um, equal interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and, uh, chance, lucky chance that I was offered a wellness column. Yeah, I do actually recall reading that back in the day, uh, a number of years ago, um, and uh, in terms of just a normal person seeing if they could figure out what this running bit was about and how hard it is, can I actually keep running? I think I was reading about one day. Yeah, I did all sorts of crazy things, um, mountain bike riding, you know, BMX riding with the Olympian, um, flying trapeze from the height of a three-story building, um, I did a juicing diet that made me hangry hungry, angry, uh, yeah. you name it, I tried it. And yeah, it was quite a neat learning curve. But I, and look, I fell in love with the industry, so I feel very lucky uh, I was offered that column because by absolute chance, I, back then I knew nothing about health, fitness and wellness. I was a stressed out investigative journalist who only knew how to eat sugar and drink coffee. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. if there's hope for me, there's hope for anyone. <laughs> Get it done. Any skin off your knees amongst that sort of uh, figuring out type years? Oh, in terms of, oh, some things were quite scary. But, yeah, you put me through the scariest experience of the lot. And, look, I did a lot of things. I, that column went on for years and years and years and years. And I travelled around the world doing um, adventure things. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, the race, honestly, it was the most terrifying thing uh, I did, I think. Um, There's a photo that Angus has just thrown up there, you and Mike McRoberts on the finish line, looking kind of relieved. Uh, but I, would you would you be um, more comfortable with the mic at that point? I'd say that that's probably the case. Yeah, it was, gosh, it was funny. We leapt it. We were asked, look, do you want to take um, part in this event? And we both said, oh, look, how hard can it be? We'd run quite a few marathons together. 
And we thought if we can run 42 kilometers, then of course we can ride a bike and roll through 100 kilometers. Yep. And it wasn't until after we'd signed up that it was an elite athlete I was interviewing at the time. And they said, oh, what race are you doing, Rach? And I said, oh, the race. And he said, oh, my God, that race terrifies me. <laughs> you know? And then we discovered it was full of hills and then we became quite scared. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, perfect. And in terms of that, that, that build-up, that training, what were some of the things that you found that were useful? Uh, your training was amazing. Really, um, you fit it into my lifestyle. So I remember going into a gym and hitting those cycling classes just with incredible intensity yeah. and getting really uh, fit uh, for that, you know, in that area. Uh, and just, yeah, your build-up was beautiful. Just... You know, um, Mike and I would cycle out to Pihar a couple of times. We got on some long rides, but actually the training just fit into my life really, really well. That was really key, juggling a business, juggling family. Um, yeah, yeah, you really get that, and it was really helpful. Yeah, and that's uh, it is a key thing, is it? There's no point um, uh, putting a plan together if you can't actually do it. That, that actually, how do we make this work and how do we figure this out uh, and make it actually realistic? And that's one of the key points of your, going back to your book as well, isn't it? That whole, how do you find balance? I've, I talked to a number of pe people about this um, sort of on a, probably almost a daily basis. And I feel like balance is something that we have and then tomorrow we might not have and then the next day we might have it back again. How do you, uh, what are your tips about, about trying to get that consistency to, to actually sort of live a balanced life? I think it's been unapologetic about your goals and what you want to achieve and then like carving out some space and time for that. Mm -hmm. um, and because that, that's for your, that underpins your well-being, right? And it's okay to have that in your life. Uh, and just, I guess, you know, chat with loved ones, get them on board, explain to them, hey, I've got this goal in, in so many months. Um, how can you help me out here? Um, can I get support? And yeah, I think just, um, you know, we've got a goal crush in this life. It, it fuels our well-being. It, it's great. Got to go after it. But yeah, just, I guess, communication with people in your life to <laughs> get yep. them on board. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Them. Support mm -hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's a two-way thing with partners and families and things as well, isn't it? Making sure that uh, you're giving others in the family their chance to do that as well and, and then booking the diary out to make sure there's a good balance between everybody and everybody's able to win in that regard. Absolutely. And sometimes how can you tie it in? Like a bit of training, uh, you know, if one of your kids is able to get on a bike or you're running, um, you know, if you can have some crossover, it can make it a bit more fun too. Yes, exactly. Especially when they tell you you're slow, Dad. Come on, pick up the pace. <laughs> That's always a good one. Um, and and how do you? What what are your thoughts around like um, we work with a whole bunch of uh, endurance athletes, people that have got lofty goals, have got uh, lives to balance, etc. And often um, we can become quite single-minded because I mean you almost need to because there's a lot of time taken up to try and prepare for some of these things. But it's not just about that one thing, is it? There's also um, thinking about the other elements of your life as well and making sure you keep balance with those and if hey if I could never do this anymore what does that mean for me uh and and all the the, the different elements or pillars of your life to, that make you up what, what are your thoughts along those lines yeah I think look I think we evolve and change as well uh so 
you know, you might have one goal in mind, um, but there's different ways to hit it. So, you know, if an injury pops up, then, you know, you can, you know, you can train for a goal with cross training quite effectively. Um, I don't know whether I'm hitting your question right, right now, but yeah. Yeah, no, I guess I'm just more talking about, um, I guess there's, hey, the, the, you've got work and you've got this exercise and then you've got your family and then you've got maybe other interests and things like that as well. Like it's important to keep a bit of balance amongst a few different things, isn't it, rather than just be yeah, solely into totally. one in case that one disappears. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you never have one thing going on in your life, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah work's still yeah. important. You've got to juggle it. You've got to balance it. And you've mm -hmm. got to prioritise things in the right order. And I think... Yeah, knowing what you value is uh, really important because, yeah, you can have it all if you know what you value. Cool, cool, cool. And that comes down to sort of that planning initially and that communication to get underway. Um, amongst looking all the different people you uh, you interviewed, and there's there's obviously a number of different uh, things that you learned from that that relate to different situations. But one of your what are one of your one or two key things you brought out of that book, and you're like, yep, that's that's something that I'm really integrating into my life. Yeah, so the magic of balance is that it hits all the pieces of wellness, uh, all the wellness pieces of the puzzle, if you like. So you've got uh, how you eat, how you think, how you move, how, you know, where your mindset's out, where your mindset is at, sorry, uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, there's all these different things that underpin your well well-being. Uh, so... I sort of say to people, you don't have to read the whole book. You can read uh, just the chapter where you want to uplift. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for me, like, I learned a lot in emotional intelligence area, like how to connect better with um, friends and family and, you know, your kids. Like, did yeah. you know these five layers of listening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell, us about those, tell us about those five layers of listening. Oh, uh, look, <laughs> uh, people people say words right, but mm -hmm. it's a lot that uh, gives their feelings away. So it might be the tone. So imagine, you know, if you're going to your wife, um, honey, honey, can I go to the pub? And she goes, sure, Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've quite done that right. Yes, yeah, um, no, I understand say yeah sure you can go if you're listening to just the word but the tone is fierce and then yeah. her, her face might be like giving something else away and her eyes might, might look like you know they're on fire um so body yeah. and there's also heart connected listening um so that's the ultimate layer so yeah. when you're listening to not just the words but the tone um how people you know people's body language the warmth that you're getting from them um, and also mirroring back what they say and getting the underlying emotion so actually yeah. connecting yeah They're yeah nice nice um rachel you've you've run lots of marathons uh and you've helped lots of people through their marathons as well with the achilles foundation which is really really awesome but i'm always interested in the biggest fail that you've had there's always a fail <laughs> story isn't there uh, <laughs> tell us about that well, thank God I've never failed on helping uh, guiding a disabled athlete, okay. good. so that's, that's good. Uh, but biggest fail actually turned into my biggest win. Uh, wow. So my biggest fail was running the Christchurch Marathon in 2017. 
I got I was running with Mike McRoberts actually for that. Uh, I got to yeah. 32 kilometers and uh, my leg went, felt injured. Yeah. I could walk the rest. It, I didn't feel any pain whatsoever, but it was uh, absolutely horrendous pain to run on it. So mm -hmm. I walked the rest of that. I ended up having a stress reaction. Uh, so I couldn't run for 12 weeks. But my biggest fail, uh, so my worst performing marathon, ended up being my biggest win because I'd already signed up to run the Chicago Marathon, which was 12 weeks out. So I had to cross-train and rehab rehabilitate. So I learned the power of cross-training to get me race fit. So I cycled, did yoga, uh, lifted weights, and uh, did some pretty intense cycling. Um, yeah. Rep, and I ended up running Chicago Marathon 12 minutes slower than my fastest ever time, just through cross training, no running almost. Yeah. So it was a really beautiful um, learning curve. Um, I hated it at the time, but um, I learned the power of cross training is just unbelievable. So yeah. I. How do you integrate that into your training preparation? Now, like you, I'm sure you're doing a bit of running and and have some goals lined up. How do you incorporate the strength training, the yoga into your running? Like, and maybe as a percentage, how does that go for you? So I've trained, I've changed my uh, run training completely since that mm -hmm. experience. I used to just run and run and run and run for uh, training for marathons. Now I, there's no way I'd do a really, really, really long run anymore. I cross train yep. a lot of it. I do a lot of strength and shorter runs um yep. and just in that build up towards race day i'll do i'll do some you know longer longer work but most of it is strength um yeah based yep. which is exciting i love it yeah good quality stuff and moving well and holding yourself together well as well isn't it yeah yeah lifting lots of iron it's yeah good what's your deadlift number i think you're, you're telling me the other day. there you go I'm a scrawny yogi, like there's not much to me. And like two years ago, I couldn't lift the bar and like now I can deadlift 95 kgs. It's pretty cool. Brilliant, it, brilliant, brilliant. experience to your running, like, yeah, makes you strong, right? Good. There's a challenge to all those people that are listening out there. Can you lift 95 kilos? Don't injure yourself though, first. Like, <laughs> up there. Oh, crikey. You can find me on Instagram and I'll like, woo, woo, cheer you on. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, one question uh, from George, who's just uh, put it on our Facebook page, is what's the most important wellness tip you'd give to someone who is time poor? Sleep. Sleep really, really well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Look, it's a free wellness tip that can fuel your performance. Uh, so a lot of the time people don't um, – it, it's not that they're not doing enough training. One of the biggest uh, things is people um, aren't recovering enough. So, yeah. And time, yeah. I mean, great nutrition. Uh, nutrition fuels how you think and feel and how you perform, how much energy you have. So even just, you know, putting more plants on your plate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was also from George's previous question, he said, did Richard pass on his love of custard squares? Do you advocate it as an excellent choice of post-race nutrition? Um, yeah, <laughs> so I wrote a book about balance and yeah. I 
chocolate, I drink, I love a glass of uh, wine. And so that's the whole key to this. And that's the whole underlying um, message of my book is that everything is okay in life and balance. Yeah, eat chocolate, drink wine, just don't do it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah, savour that custard square once you've finished it because you've earned it, haven't you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's the yeah. reward brunch. And Rachel, just while we're talking about that, I'm just going to bring that up here. Not the custard square, Richard. I know where you're thinking. You're thinking custard square. That's all I ever think about is, is custard square in my belly. But your book, Rachel, Balance, Food, Health and Happiness. Um, I've got the website there. I'll put a link uh, when we upload this to our podcast platform and things to your website at Aspired Health. And you can buy the book online there, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's got 30 global experts and also 30 nourishing recipes like smoothies, juices, snacks and things. So there's sort of something in there for everyone. And it's a full-colour, beautiful book. The publisher did an amazing job. Yeah. What's your go-to recipe, Rachel? Because if you like chocolate, there's a chocolate smoothie bowl. Look at that. If you're saving, I wanted to show you the um, – oh, there's a – Beetroot juice in there. So beetroot juice is great for athletes. A uh, lot of uh, athletes big into beetroot juice. Sorry, picture's not very good. But, yeah, some good recipes in there. They're, they're fun, nourishing. Very good, very good. Well, Rachel, it's uh, nearly time to, to carry on and let you uh, go off and, and balance and be happy and, and uh, all of those things. But... But before we do, we always like to run through a quick little five questions uh, with our guests. Quick fire off the top of your tongue there. Uh, so training, morning or evening? Morning. So early. Six o'clock, I'm up. Love it. It's my time. No excuse not to be there. Like, don't have a hair appointment, obviously. Yeah, just get in, get it done. And it, yeah, fires me up for the day. I love it. Perfect. And maybe uh, the answer to this question may actually be found in the balance of numbers in your book, but sweet or savoury? Oh, sweet tooth. <laughs> maybe more. You're saying there's more sweet recipes in your book than there are savoury ones, is that Lots that of chocolate, yeah. <laughs> uh, mountains or beach? Beach. Bikini, oh, beach, beach, sand, surf, sun. Oh, oh so good for the so good for the wellness. Excellent. Uh, fancy yep. meal or backcountry meal? Oh, fancy. Put on oh, some okay. heels, a dress, go out with my girlfriends. Yeah. Take a lady out and feed her a wine. Lovely. <laughs> and uh, running road or off-road? Actually, I've fallen in love with off-road. Uh, so one of the most memorable marathons I did was uh, with Mel Law. He did the 50 mm -hmm. marathons in 50 days. Yeah. And that was one of my first uh, off-roads and the most gruelling race, God, but so beautiful. And I'll, I'll never forget being at the peak and all these grown men crying. It was the it was the last peak, right? He bagged his last peak. And, yeah, yeah, pretty memorable. But, um, yeah, I love the views. I love the love being out in nature. Nature nurtures, you call it biophilia um, when you're a wellness geek, or forest bathing. Uh, don't go out and... In, in the forest in your bikini, obviously, but it's just a term, um, yeah, well, like it. it nurtures you. It, it helps to keep you well. Good. Like I'll it. use that. 
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight and sharing uh, a little bit about who is Rachel, uh, talking to us about, uh, you know, look, life's just about being happy, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, totally. And look, health and happiness fuels performance. So, yeah, if you can um, get into any of those um, science-backed health or happiness hacks, uh, they'll help to fuel your performance. So, yeah. Good. Well done, Excellent. Rachel. Look after yourself. All the best for your next adventure and, and next challenge. And um, we'll, we'll jump online and grab your book, I think. Oh, thanks, Richard. Thanks, Angus. Really nice to connect with you guys. Absolutely. Cool. Anytime. All the best, Rach. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Look at that. I'm going to go forest bathing, Richard. <laughs> and, and in fact, it's actually, it's actually just like the perfect segue, like forest bathing, because uh in our if we got our diary out again richard and we looked at what was coming up uh one of the things coming up this saturday night is fusion events uh forest run fest at bottle lake forest an absolute ideal time to go forest bathing <laughs> you're going to be in there dark, in the dark but must say, <laughs> uh, unfortunately again COVID has struck and uh the forest run fest has had to be just slightly altered and uh, it is now officially sold out because I've had to smallen up the numbers. So if you've got a ticket for uh, Saturday night, good on you. Well done. They are going to be running the 10K, 5K and 2K. But stand by for the 21K run. It's actually going to be scheduled uh, to the 24th of October. So come time, we'll, we'll talk more about them when we get there. If you are going, if you're out there, you're one of our viewers, one of our listeners between now and Saturday night, and you are going to the Forest Run Fest, and you just happen to see me uh, there either on the start line or maybe puffing and panting uh, halfway around the 10K course, if you're looking for a little pick-me-up, hit me up. Tell us you love our Wednesday night show. I may just have a wonderful pure gel from our sponsors, uh, Pure Nutrition, um, to give you on the way past. And better yet, if it's a cold Saturday night and you happen to run into me afterwards uh, as we're lingering around there at the at the finish line, um, again, hit me up. Tell us how much you love and how much you enjoy the CP Media Wednesday Night Live. And I may even have a coffee culture voucher for you to give. And and if no one comes to see you, Angus, you'll at least be able to have a gel for recovery and, and go and enjoy a nice coffee. I will. And I've got no problem with that either. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite fond of a coffee. <laughs> So that, Good job. That's Saturday night. Um, obviously, uh, Sunday's the big one. Uh, Sunday is the Team CP uh, annual brunch, ride, run, and walk, Richard. Yeah, that's right. So we've done this for a number of years. Uh, and uh, this Sunday, so Raspberry Cafe out at Titat, meet out there. Or if you're riding your bike, uh, you can meet us in the coffee culture and at Beckenham and ride out with us. But you just need to sign our form, um, which is on our social media platforms, just so we know we're coming because we're not allowed too many people because obviously with the COVID restrictions about numbers. So just let us know if you're coming and um, and we'll love to see you out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, maybe have the wee COVID app on your phone or something so that we can uh, scan, the, scan it at the Raspberry Cafe as well. And then also getting close, Richard, is uh, as we just talked about with Rachel, uh, this year's the race. We've talked about it. It's on a funny date. Uh, it's yep. not our normal date for the race. Yep. So September 19th, I think, isn't it? So um, it is a chance to ride over to Takaroa for a day and have a good day out on the bike. So we'll be there with our bunch of police and cheering people on and, and helping keep people safe on their bikes. 
We will. And there is still time to sign up. They are still taking entries. Um, so if you haven't already got a, an entry into there, then uh, get into it. No yeah, excuses, absolutely. right? Yeah, that's right. And the final thing we want to talk about was our Spring Run Club, which is starting next Tuesday, spring, first day of September, and running through the entire uh, um, entire springtime through to the through to September. Uh, sorry, through to December and summer. Uh, Tuesday night, Oscar Baines, the, the the man himself from the front run, is going to be leading the Tuesday night run group. So, but lots of different levels. We'll have uh, different run leaders at different paces. So come along, just go come come for a run, come and join us. Uh, so that's Look, this, is a, night. this is a great deal. Uh, you know, Spring Run Club, eighty-five dollars, uh, twelve weeks, twice, two two times a week. So as you said, Tuesday right. night with Oscar and Thursday night uh, with Jacob. That's right. Yep. So a hill session on Thursday, and it's an interval session. So and it's an interval session, so nobody gets left behind. So faster people do more laps. Uh, and then slower people do less laps, and then we uh, meet up and then go and do the next thing. So um, it's a good chance to challenge yourself and and run to your ability and have some fun with a cool group of other people. Yep, so if you don't know where to go, go over to the TeamCP uh, website, teamcp.co.nz, head for the What's On tab uh, at, the, at the top of the page, and uh, you'll see the TeamCP Spring Run Club. All the links and uh, connections are, are from there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think it might be time to talk to our next guest. What do you think, Angus? Oh, well, I think uh, he's, he looks like he's sitting in his man cave, but I believe it's actually <laughs> his lounge. Uh, you've got your ears on there, Shane. Hello. How's it going? Look at very that. Good. And I've got to say, uh, you've done this very well, Shane. Our, our good sponsors, uh, Giant Bikes, will be absolutely super happy about how we've organised <laughs> this with a uh, lovely-looking uh, giant trinity in the background there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that are watching, they're supposed to listening. There's a just as you're watching, you need to count up how many bikes you can see. It's a bit of a wheels wally, just about, isn't it? Um, <laughs> back there. You've done so, very well. Shane. Yeah. So this is my office at home. Okay. So not the lounge. Okay. No. no. <laughs> what's in the lounge? Then? If that's what's in the office, what's in the lounge? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I think no, I get in no. trouble if I put bikes in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. It's all about balance, isn't it? Uh, not overdoing it. Um, Shane, you've um, we've been working together for a while now, haven't we? You're always the first one to yeah. put your hand up um, to, to for an adventure. There was a big adventure in the weekend that we're going to talk about in a moment, but I want to just kick off just in terms of your background. How did you get into running for a start? Because that's kind of where this whole endurance kind of thing started for you, and you ended up working through to running the marathon at a pretty quick clip. I have to say as well. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where have you come from? Yeah, so I guess I started um, maybe six years ago, um, decided that I needed a change of lifestyle. Um, I was pretty overweight. Um, so I started out, well, probably like 10 minutes in the morning on a, uh, an elliptical cross trainer. And uh, after about a year and a half, lost a significant amount of weight and decided gee, this is a bit boring. Um, I really would like to go running. So yep. just one day went out and did a first run, which I think was about 5K, and then um, got hooked on running and thought, I wonder if I can do a half marathon. So I was in it, um, one of the um, front runner, uh, one of Oscar's evenings, and uh, yep. I think, Richard, you were there, and uh, put my name down, and I think that's where we started. So the 2000, I think it was the 2016 half marathon is what I um, kicked off with. 
yep and, uh, built from there and just yeah been having a great time ever since ever since it's got bigger <laughs> and more adventurous as you've gone isn't it, it? does um, <laughs> Just as a matter of interest, how much weight did you lose um, in those? Uh, in yeah, those so I was um, I was 100 and, 136 kg, um, yeah. and I think when I started working with you, I dropped down to 68. Wow! So yeah. a lot, like yeah. Um, so I was probably underweight um, mm. and wasn't that strong. So we've yeah. done a lot of work in terms of uh, building strength, which. Um, which has been helping with the, the more longer endurance multi-sport mm -hmm. type stuff. Um, That's right. Yeah. And it's been a real focus recently, more and more and more, isn't it? Uh, working on that balance, working on that strength to be able to hold yourself together to remain injury-free, et cetera. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, the uh, running for, because I've got some big goals for next summer, and uh, yeah. so running and being strong is, is going to be key to, to achieving that goal. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, what are those goals for this for, for this next summer ahead? What are your goals going forward? Yeah, so I've entered to do uh, coast to coast one day. So I did yep. the two day this year, um, and it, you know, initially I thought no, I wouldn't do the one day, um, but then <laughs> come to do the entry, and I'm like, well, actually, I know I can do the two day. I've just done that, um, yep. and I'm all about big, scary goals, and uh, yep. you know questioning can I do that so yeah so that's that's what I've entered and so a real big focus this year has been on on running yeah previously um, I've had a big focus on on the bike and so mm -hmm. I feel strong there um, and kayaking's going okay so yep. yeah so the run is yep. the focus for this year with strength yeah and it's not just that running, is it, for you across that mountain run? It's running across that sort of uneven terrain and that holding yourself yeah. together and the confidence to move. Because you can, you've run, what, is it a three and a half hour? Um, uh, it was three, yeah. it was sub three and a half. So it was 327, I think, was the Gold right. Coast okay. Marathon. Yeah, but yeah. It's, good. So, it's fair shifting. Yeah. So translating mm. that into that rocky off road stuff, which is where the balance and where the strength is really important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a lot of work around um, ankle stability um hip mobility and strength um and yep. then just confidence running on that um on the rocks mm -hmm, that yeah. uneven terrain really being aggressive yep. i guess is <laughs> yeah 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 yep yep that's that's mm. exactly the way to think about it uh what's like look thinking back of the last sort of four years or so what's a, a key learning key one or two things to share that you have really um uh, from your uh when you decided hey i need to change my lifestyle through to now what are one or two key things you'd look to share with others to say that's sort of like a real key pillar to my life or thing that i wish i knew yeah. then yeah i guess uh listen to your body um mm -hmm. that's you know i have had uh one case of an injury that i sort of continued to run through and um and so that took me out of running for oh, probably eight months um mm -hmm. and maybe if i'd listened to my body and actually gone and seen somebody earlier mm. <laughs> may not yeah. have been such a big deal um but just en enjoy the process really you know you've got to love what you're doing and 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 i love getting out there and, and training and you know um yeah um and yeah, being cool. okay with being uncomfortable um you know push yourself and i do i, I try and push myself to the to the limit whatever training i'm doing or session and and that can be um 
physically but also mentally as well it's a bit of a, a game you know a mind game more than anything pushing through Mm. It, yeah, it really is, and 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 we hear that a lot. Like our body will continue on before our mind will stop, tell us to stop before our body stops. Uh, but it's a really yeah. tough thing to to tell yourself that in that heat of the moment, and then also actually uh, continue through it, isn't it? But you do a pretty good yeah, job yeah. of that when you're riding uh, away on your bike, going, "Geez, I hope he's hurting," because I certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, in the weekend, uh, and this weekend as well, one thing we haven't talked about so far, we've got our Never Have I Ever Challenge on. Uh, and you had a bit of an adventure in the weekend, didn't you? Uh, Mount Binza, yeah, yeah. which is which is uh, uh, like a key hill at the when you're paddling down the river, sort of the key one right at the start of the um, the Coast to Coast WiMAC paddle that you sort of paddle past effectively. Tell us about that adventure and, and how that got on. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um I haven't really done any, I guess, uh, mountain climbing. You know, I've been up Mount Oxford and, and local ones, but this was a wee bit, wee bit more. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we we'll just put a picture um, up for those for those that are, um, are listening into this. So there's snow on the top of the hill. There's this yeah, little yeah. pinchy bit between a little saddle that you had to try and navigate through. How were you going through there? You look quite confident in that photo. Look like you're, yeah, yeah. you're all over it. Yes, yeah, so there's a little there's a little rock in the background there that we had to sort of uh, get past. Um, but yeah, so it was the first time I've used um, crampons, um, and there was uh, three peaks that we actually had to climb to get to the summit. Um, but it was a great group of people. Um, mm -hmm. We had the right gear. Uh, we talked about what we were going to do. Um, so it was again initially when I got up to the ridge and saw the snow and the and from a distance looking at the ridge lines i was like no i'm not sure i'm going to do this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah you, you know just talk, talked it through and, and and where we went and we all made a you know we had a discussion that said look if it's if anybody's uncomfortable at any point we'll turn around and walk mm -hmm. back out but no it was great fun loved it the, the views up there were just fantastic yeah yep yep so any moments that you're like i'm not sure if i can do this oh there was one point we were um walking traversing along a slope and i sort of looked down <laughs> and it, you know there was no big drop or anything it was just if you started sliding it was going to be you'd have to self arrest and and uh, i was just like started to freak out a little bit and it's like well, hang on <laughs> yeah. walked all this way i only just got to go a little bit further um but what i did there is i ended up just instead of going straight across this slope i sort of started climbing up towards the ridge line a bit once i got up there it was fine it's just yeah, a yeah. mind game more than anything um yeah, and then yeah, that... and then this the screen on the way down that's fun um and then about an hour of bushwhacking to try and get <laughs> get back to the car <laughs> so yeah that was a bit slow going it has to be uh, like if you've got madagarian prickles and stuff in your hands it's a good oh, adventure isn't it so you're finding those in the next is. two or three weeks yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yep, Good job, Shane. That, that's fantastic. So never have I ever climbed a mountain with crampons on, uh, and that's a big tick in the box. And um, yep. and uh, yeah, yeah uh, be part of that challenge. Will you go back? Will you do it again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. Good stuff. And just to finish off, you mentioned that longest day is the the goal on the cards. Um, and I like to do stuff that's scary and sort of out of the out of the comfort zone a little bit. Where are you at in terms of? Can I finish this? What's your confidence level like at the moment? 
you know, I'm confident I'm going to finish. Absolutely. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. it's just how close to those cutoffs am I going to be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've definitely got work to do. Um, yeah. and, but I've, I've, I'm putting in the work now and uh, really started to hit the trails in the last month or so. And so it's just yeah. about getting onto that technical running now. So I've done, enough, I've just got my base training, I think, sorted in terms of running fitness. It's just now combining the, the strength stuff and the, and the running fitness with the technical aspect. Yeah. To bring it together. Yeah. And hey, it's all yeah. about just being prepared, isn't it? Just like when you're walking up the hill on the weekend, if you're prepared and know what you're going to do and train your body, prepared your mind, then you're going to give yourself a really good chance of doing that. Yeah. 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 And, and it's another good reason to be involved with the with Team CP. Uh, you know, as we get closer or, you know, in the coming months, there'll be lots of CP athletes who are out there that are doing coast-to-coast -coast that'll all be uh, banding together to help each other and setting up training days and run events and bikes and all that sort of stuff. So a great community to be involved with uh, to be able to, you know, find a group of people to help you train with. Yeah, absolutely. I think I naively thought when I first did, signed up for the two-day, uh, that I was just going to do all the training on my own. <laughs> and I soon realised that actually yeah, it's, it's almost impossible with the with the uh, kayak aspect that, you know, you need to connect with others. And it, it, as part of the process, I've enjoyed that. You know, you end yeah. up training with a lot of people and, you know, developing friendships and getting out there doing adventures. And, yeah, <laughs> it's always seeing who's doing what in the coming weekend. And it's like, right, okay. <laughs> That sounds like fun. I'll go do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think often, no matter what event it is, whether it be coast-to-coast coast or whatever, you know, often the the training's actually the fun part to the whole thing, the adventures, the people, the all of that's actually almost the best part of the event is all the lead-up things you do for one. Yeah, and then seeing everybody achieve. That was like with the, with the two-day this year was actually seeing all of the people that you've been training with achieve their goals, which was pretty cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Good job. Well done, Shane. We'll look after Excellent. yourself. Keep up the oh, adventures. Um, yep. Keep working hard and, and uh, yeah, enjoy working with you. And it's been a heck of a journey so far and look forward to seeing what we can come up with. Yeah. Excellent. Cheers. Well done, Thanks, Shane. guys. Take care. See you out there, Shane. Now, now, Richard, I just got to go back to what we talked about. And I've just had, the, uh, had a great comment from Kate Russell uh, pop up down there. You know, I talked about uh, at this Saturday night's Forest Run Fest, come and see me. Uh, I may have a spare gel, pure gel, or a coffee culture voucher. And I was thinking, well, actually, how do these people know uh, who it is? <laughs> and uh, Kate has just defined the reason uh, why it is still there, Richard. She says, I'm doing the 10K, Angus. I'll look out for your mo. <laughs> I think we should also give you one of our awesome guy capes or or running suits that will help you go faster oh, as well well maybe that's what we should do rich maybe that okay. maybe that's it look out for the mo uh backed up by the awesome guy kate yeah, with the with the um undies on the outside you'll definitely help you go faster yeah but um, anyway that's it definitely <laughs> yeah. to keep it right that's it all for anyway moving on now we wouldn't believe but our last guest probably isn't actually used to being tail in charlie richard no, he's not. Just, sorry. We put him there on purpose, didn't we? Well, I mean, there's always a first. Never have I ever. Never have yeah. I ever, Richard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being last. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Andy Good, uh, he's uh, uh, on our uh, on board as uh, our key running coach, effectively. And I had a chat to him uh, the other day and said, Andy, what are your key three key go-to speed sessions as an endurance athlete? 
So, um, and he came up with some really good stuff. So I thought we should share that together um, and share where Andy's at. Andy, how are you getting on? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Yourself? Yeah, no, good. Very good. Good. Uh, just as a, before we kick off too far, where are you at? You've uh, where's your running at? Where's your training at? Where 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 are you going at the moment in terms of your own stuff? Yeah, training's going really well. Um, have kind of strung together about 10, well, 10 or eleven really good weeks now. So yeah, feeling quite consistent. Um, the events calendar keeps changing, you know, which I think is the same for everyone at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, just sort of to echo what Angus just said just really enjoying the training at the moment um and i've been lucky enough to sort of be training with some of you know my close friends as well which has been really cool just to get back into it but yeah the the main focus that hopefully is still going to go ahead is actually the um the new zealand road relay championship so that's uh, at the start of october and basically cool. it's it's quite cool because you know like in an ind individual sport like running you know you don't often get to do you know things in a team so this is an event that's all about you know, trying to get the most out of yourself so the team can go as fast as possible. So, yeah, um, pretty excited about that. And there's there's been a lot of run chat over the last few weeks around that as well. Where is it and how long are the legs? Is it oh, yeah. running and holding a baton, are you? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's up in Palmerston North this year. The location changes every two years. Um, yep. I believe next year we'll be back in Christchurch, run over the traditional um, Taki to Akaroa course, which is a ripper. But yeah, so in, in uh, Palmerston North this year, the legs are all kind of between basically 10k. Um, so it's kind of a an all-out effort. Um, and yeah, you're running with a baton, and, and there are penalties for dropping the baton and, and breaking all sorts of rules. So yeah, it's um, it's a pretty cool event to be part of. Fantastic, good fun. And how are the legs at the moment? Are they are you you're going all right? Yeah, yeah, going pretty good. Um, have been knocking over some good sessions, which is, you know, like just a good little confidence booster. Um, you know, probably a little bit disheartened to not get a chance to race a bit more of late, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the same for everyone. So, um, yeah, it's kind of getting to that stage now where it's just like, well, should we just set up a couple of little time trials just to, to get a gauge for where we are? That's right. And speaking yeah. of time trials, actually, just before we go on to your um, top three speed sessions, um, uh, Lee Butts, who I've been working with, we had the Christchurch Marathon got cancelled, and then it was like, right, let's refocus to the Wellington Marathon, just been cancelled, uh, and and that was what this weekend booked the family to go up there. So hey, he's going to do run his marathon in around Christchurch to try and go under three hours. Um, so uh, that might be something to to maybe t tee into or work out a bit of a Team CP um, weekend of how fast can we run. That's the one. I mean, I think people have got to do that. And there's, it's, it's quite cool because you can, there's a few more controllables, you know, on race day. It's sort of like 8 a.m., the gun goes off, whether you've, you know, done all those things you like to do beforehand. But if, you, if you're setting it up yourself, you can start at 9.07. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, Andy, t talk us through your top three speed sessions that, uh, that you do and prescribe for others. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I, I think the three that kind of jumped into my mind when you asked me that question and I guess they're all they're all sort of supposed to be used in conjunction, you know, like with a good, you know, overall training plan. But the first one would just be stride outs, which you and I have talked about quite a lot. Yep. Um, and then uh, the next one that so I'm just explain what a stride out is. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, come back. Yeah. Tell us about a stride out. How fast are we doing those? How long should they be? How many of them? Yep. Yep. Cool. So yeah, I, I, we'll go through them one by one. Eh? So stride outs basically, um, it's about a fifteen to thirty second burst of speed and Basically, it's done as fast as you can go, still under control. So it's not kind of like, 
I'm getting chased by a scary dog and I've just got to run for my life. It's like, how fast can I run with really good form? Um, yeah. So generally like a good distance is a hundred meters. So, you know, if you're just kind of out and about using some lampposts or if you want to do it in a more controlled setting, a track or a, um, a rugby field is fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. And how many of those should you be doing? And when was, where would you structure it in your week? And then how, um, how many and, and whereabouts in the, the run session as well so yeah I, I guess it really depends on the individual but like for someone like myself we usually do the stride outs the day before a key session so if we're going to do like a um a big steady state run on a saturday we were going to be running for quite a long time you know with quite a high intensity we'll do the strides the day beforehand and it kind of just it kicks the brain into gear for what's to come um yep. yeah and basically it, it kind of just gets your body ready to operate oh, smoothly oh. at speed um yep. Sorry, that. Yeah, so yeah, really good. Um, yeah, really good for the day before a, a key session, and even the day before race day, they can be quite good just for a little bit of intensity. Um, yeah, before you're ready to race, and you don't need to do many. It's not a workout. It's sort of four to six repetitions of a hundred meters um, with full recovery. So go through that hundred meters, and then basically walk all the way back down to the other end before you do the next one. Yeah, so I think you, that walking back is a really key thing because what otherwise happens is because we're, we're endurance athletes and we want to feel the burn, we end up uh, jogging back around and then going again. It becomes a real lactic acid effort, doesn't it? Exactly. And, and that's probably the key thing is it's not a workout. You know, it's not, you know, we're not, it's not designed to be a workout really. It's, it's kind of like a primer for, for the workout to follow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I was just going to say, almost like they're an opener really, aren't they? Just to yeah. open up all the... The, the blood and open up all the muscles and all that sort of stuff the day before. Exactly that. Yeah. So basically like it's going to increase your muscle strength and just like, yeah, it's, it's going to have big benefits for the aerobic system as well. And, and it's all just about efficiency. You know, your body just gets used to moving quickly. Even if you're, you're running ultra marathons, I'd still be recommending people to just, even if you're just doing it once a week. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, just to get used to it. And it does take a while for it to feel natural at first. You might feel a bit strange, but that's yeah. one of those things to definitely stick with. Nice. And that's, that's hey, go for a run, warm up well, uh, and just do it at the end of your run uh, as, as once I'm fully warm and, and just do it really good quality, nice short session, and then and then that's that's you, isn't it? Yeah, you're done, Dustin. You sort of, you know, if you jogged for 20 minutes, you know, you did your four or six reps with a good sort of minute and a half in between. You know, let's say you're walking really slowly, you know, you kind of, you've, you're all done in 35 minutes. Yeah, great. Okay, so strides, that's number one. Uh, put that in the bag. Uh, what's number two? Stride, uh, next is the, see if you can guess what it stands for, FFLR. FFLR, <laughs> FFLR. Do we have a hangman here? Okay, so the fast finish long run. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say, but I couldn't piece that together. Well done. Uh, at yeah. least you didn't beat me, Angus. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, so, I probably don't need to describe that one too much. It's a long run with a fast finish. Um, but, yeah, this one's, you know, obviously you're talking about endurance-based athletes, people running marathons or half marathons and, mm -hmm. um, you know, events where they're going to be on their feet for quite a long time. Um, and this one's really all about teaching your body to run on tired legs, especially when you've, you know, you've mm -hmm. depleted the majority of your, your fuel. Yep. Yep. So yeah. how, how, how long, long run, but how long is the fast finish? Hard to, yeah, I guess uh, if we use an example of someone, say, who might be training for a, a marathon and their, their Sunday long run might be around two and a half hours. 
Um, I would sort of say how I would probably be writing that session would be something to the effect of 90 90 minutes sort of at a really easy natural pace, you know, just a pace that that feels good and you're going to build into it and probably get progressively faster over an hour and a half. But then really at that 90 minute mark, that's where you're looking to kind of crack into the the target marathon pace um, intensity. And you probably want to be going at that pace for sort of 30 to 40 minutes. So mm-hmm. by that stage, you're up around two hours, 10, and it is going to start feeling pretty hard. And that's the whole point of it. Um, there's a bit of mind over matter there. Um, and you're also forcing your body to um, start looking at other fuel sources as well, because most people will be sort of pretty depleted um, with their carbohydrate stores by that point. Um, and, and that's really in effect why people are hitting the wall, you know, during a marathon as well. So, yeah, sorry. So basically 90, 90 minutes sort of at a pretty natural pace and then maybe 30 to 40 um, with some real intent and then sort of after that winding it down for 10 minutes or so. And, and that would be a pretty bloody quality two and a half hour run. And that's a, like if you're training for a marathon, if you're training for a half marathon, let's just make all those times and half yeah. to 45 minutes. Uh, as a steady run and then 20 minutes is a bit of an up-tempo type, a little bit yeah. faster and then just a bit of a jog to, to warm down and finish off. That's the one. And I think the key thing to remember with this one is it, it is a really hard session and it's not something you want to do every Sunday. So I think if you if you were to sort of break it down with a what is it and how do we do it, I think the other thing we'd probably mention is when. And with this one, you'd probably only want to be doing it every like second or third Sunday. And, and obviously with the guidance of a coach, um, it's a big session and you're probably going to take a good nine or 10 days to really come right from it. Yep. So. And, and and it's about, the, the again, going back to that stride out thing that you're talking about in terms of, it's about efficiency, isn't it? In terms of running well and running with good posture and, yep. and finishing well, because that's what it's about uh, when you are tired, holding that your body together. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, that's when people start to get pretty sloppy. So even if your first hour, 90 minutes is just about being relaxed, I mean, from there, you're really focusing on, you know, bringing that correct form into play. Mm-hmm. Yep, brilliant. Okay, so FFLR, strides. I've got, I'm just going to interrupt there quickly. Uh, George Paul, who's intently watching, which is just great to see, has just put a comment in there, and this is above my pay grade. So, uh, Andy, you'll have to answer this. But uh, FFLR, good for a negative split. Question mark. Definitely, yeah, yeah, because it's all about it's all about tightening the screws at the right point. You know, so many people go out so fast and um, yeah, burn all sorts of the wrong energy. So yeah, absolutely, this is this is definitely something you want to be practicing with if you're one of your goals you're writing down before you go to race is I want to run a negative split. Yeah, this is the kind of workout you want to be thinking about doing. And just to clarify, a negative split is where you run faster in the second half of your run than the first half of your run. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, good. Yep. Okay. What's our third? Uh, uh, our third in our top three. Last one kind of ties in a little bit with the first one, but it would just be broadly hill repeats. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of pain, but a lot of gain. <laughs> good. And what? Uh, hey, are we doing steers? Are we doing like a, just a gradient up a hill? What type of gradient we're we shooting for? What are you? What are you after? Yeah. Good. Good point. Actually, it's it's definitely better to be a runnable gradient. So if we were to use Christchurch as a comparison, um, the go-to would probably be a hill like Rapaki, you know, one that you can you can run up. Um, you, you don't want to be doing these on the likes of Mount Oxford, you know, with a, a gradient that's sort of like already pretty scrambly because the whole point is yeah. to actually run with good, efficient form. And it's all about going back to that efficiency and no one's going to run efficiency up, or efficiently, sorry, up a, a hill that steep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, from there, it's all just about, again, how you structure them. So with hill repeats, really the reason why um, I'd have people doing them is just that big strength building component. So a lot of people are doing events that um, are not only long, but, you know, they so, you know, Crater Room, for an example, it boasts being 52K, which is no joke, but then it also boasts being 3,000 metres of um, elevation. So, you know, it's only natural that you're going to have to really train a decent strength component. Um, yeah, and so hill repeats are, uh, you know, a real staple um, for that kind of event. Yep, yeah, yeah. Andy James yeah. has said hill repeats are the devil. There you go. That's good to know. Um, what, uh, how long? How long are we looking? How many are you sort of after? Obviously, it's going to change depending on where people are at their training and how experienced they are, but as a general yeah. rule? Yeah, so a good way to look at it is, like, I would probably say working between 20 and 30 minutes of actual work. So that's not including the rest time. So yeah. a good example might be, um, and actually I would just say that usually we do like a, a progressive hill block. So we might do them for sort of four to six weeks. We were really just focusing on trying to build strength. And at the start, we might be doing repeats about four minutes long, three minutes long. And then at the end, we might be sort of working towards like an eight minute long repeat. So it's a pretty long, it's a pretty long bound up the hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a good example of how a session might look, um, if it was to be written, might be sort of like four by five minute um, hill repeats with a two minute recovery. And on that two minute recovery, turn around and run or walk back down the hill. Mm -hmm. um, and that's for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it's nice and easy, and it's a good way to recover and catch your breath. But also, um, you don't want to run out of hill. There's nothing worse than doing hill repeats and having to run on the flat up the top. Who wants to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Andy James would. He'd be quite happy with that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they're massively beneficial because it's all about knee, uh, knee lift, you know, which is um, – you know, good for your, your form and your technique and um, it's also going to help with your stride speed and efficiency um, and also they're a bit more low impact so as opposed to sort of saying you know go and do five by four minute you know hard efforts on the tarmac um, yeah the hill's just a little bit more low impact as well while also keeping the heart rate pretty high yes yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant um good job yeah perfect okay so so strides ffLR what does that stand for Angus that stands for uh, long run. <laughs> fast minute long run. Good. Don't cushion me. Uh, fast minute long run. <laughs> I asked you that because I couldn't remember, but it was a good test. Uh, yep. And then, um, and then we've got our our hill repeats to finish off with. And uh, and obviously that's as you've mentioned, it's about uh, structuring in the right way that you're not going to cook yourself, and you're going yep. to be able to build upon the week before as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, none of them are sort of one-off um, silver bullet golden tickets. They've all got to be done as part of a key plan with purpose. Um, but yeah, they're all they're all rippers. And there are a few more as well. If you'd have asked me for my top five, we could have kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there'll be a few people that, uh, that, that, that let's not go too deep. But let's just be finishing with those three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, yep. let's leave the door open for you, Andy. Uh, always always uh, a pleasure to have you here, and we'll have you back again. So there's plenty of time to put a couple more on the table yet. Yeah, Sounds well done, good. Andy. Cool, yes, thanks for your time. Keep up the great work. See you. Run hard. See you, Andy. See you, guys. Cheers. Job done. Brilliant, Rich. Another great show. Another yep. uh, great three uh, interesting guests that we've had again.
Isn't it? Isn't it good? Yep, yep, very good. And just to wrap up, with uh, we mentioned uh, with Shane doing his Never Have I Ever Ever uh, as part of our challenge. Uh, what was your Never Have I Ever Ever in the weekend? Well, actually, I probably should have the wee video clip, but my Never Have I Ever uh, is actually uh, was halfway up um, Piper Valley Road out of Devotionals on the gravel bike, and I tell you, it was just bliss on a beautiful sunny day to be back on my gravel bike, uh, back on an awesome piece of road up a climb. And I guess never have I ever been so blessed and so grateful to be out on a beautiful day in light of what's going on in the world and, and the suffering that is going on around. Uh, just felt blessed and grateful. Never, ever have I ever been so grateful to be able to be able to be out the bike, Richard. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, I mean, now. Rich, uh, next week we're back with another Katmandu uh, Coast to Coast special. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, it, it is the first Wednesday of the month, so everybody stay tuned for that. Um, it'll be great to dive back into our Katmandu Coast to Coast, see where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, just before we go, Rich, I just really want to thank uh, our sponsors that are helping us bring this show uh, to everybody, this podcast, uh, our live, and also helping us do lots of stuff for the CP community out there in the background. Uh, so for Pure Sports Nutrition, uh, Coffee Culture, um, Solomon NZ, Evo Cycles, Giant Bikes NZ, and of course yourself, Richard Team CP. Thank you so much to all you uh, great people out there helping us bring this to everybody. And stay tuned because here on this platform, you will hear some exciting things coming up, some opportunities to win some of these great uh products some little samples and bits and pieces that our that our sponsors are giving us to give to you athletes out there that are out there doing it good i'm gonna add two more front runner uh, did we talk about front runner and no, also some two sport watches as well um help us out as well so let's add them to the list as well they're fantastic to be able to while i was riding my bike for 12 hours or something in the weekend the battery was still ticking along as i was it was getting dark as we got to the we got to the car so they do a great job beautiful you didn't need it to show you the way home luckily <laughs> I did. It was actually quite dark, so I should have. It was shining my eyes. I can't see because there's lights here, and I, I don't want to get my light out. So, yeah. So, don't miss an episode, people. Uh, same bat channel, same bat time, Wednesday night, 8.15, uh, every week, here live. Uh, you will have opportunities to win some great product. You'll have opportunities to hear some great banter um, and uh, listen to some great guests. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, until next time, uh, spread some awesomeness. Yep, good job. Thank you, Angus.